0: You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are an NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK, and I'm here with the boys, Andy. How
2: you going, guys? I think I'm going to actually play that tune. On the off-season just to get me came for the next year. It's pretty <laughs>
1: pumpy. Bob. how are you, man? Hey, lads. How are we? Doing good. Now, boys, we're going to be looking at mids today. Plenty to talk about. And I think what we're going to do, we've got guns, mids, cheaps, avoids. Before we get to the show, we're going to be breaking things down with the GOAT, Jeremy Lattimore. He'll be joining us first for a bit of a laugh and a few predictions. But before we get to the GOAT, if you remember, we're back on Facebook. So head over to Talking League Pod. And also, Instagram we will have Dally Player and team analysis, also Twitter, Talking League One. Join the conversation over there. Thanks for everyone leaving us Apple Podcast reviews and also on the Facebook page. Really appreciate that. Please head over to the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps. So we're one week out now, so now's the time to jump in. There is a $500 cash prize for first place, it is free to enter. So head over to talkingleaguepod.com for more details, and all the info will also be on the episode notes. All right, guys, let's head over and catch up with the Goat. Jeremy Lattimore into an upright, and Jeremy has gone in. I'm
0: the goods. I'm the goods. Man, I'm the goods. Everybody, watch out.
1: All right, joining us on the podcast, Jeremy Lattimore. Latsy, welcome back, bud.
0: How are you, legend?
1: Doing good, mate. Good to have you on and good to catch up, man. Can't wait. You've got one week till the season starts, but let's rip in, mate. Now, you know, excluding St. George because they're on the rise up, hopefully. But who are your two teams that you think are to beat coming into season 2021?
0: Mate, I'm going to go Rabbitohs after seeing them beat the uh, the boys on the weekend, the Dragon Boys. They, yeah. look, they only played their top team for the first 40 minutes and still they were missing, um, I think, Jaden Sewer and Liam Knight, and they were just a different class. They're going to be, you know, hard to beat. The Trail's had a full preseason with the team now. Um, the back line's unbelievable. You're throwing Josh Cantor there as well. And their forward pack's obviously looking stronger than last year as well. So, yeah,
1: you're, you're, definitely them. And the- you're close friends with Source. How's he kind of fitted in down there, bud?
0: Mate, hey, he's happy. I was like, he was there back in the day before he went to Penrith. So, sort of a homecoming of sorts for him. And he's um he's really enjoying his time there. He um actually came off the bench on the weekend. They started young Paulo over him. So, mm. whether that's the GOAT for round one. I know I haven't spoke to him in the last couple of days, but he played really well in the Charity Shields, so yeah, he hopefully he gets did. his spot for round one. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and then again, mate, Melbourne Storm, I can't go past them. They're, uh, they're just like clockwork. Like I, I didn't see any of their football, but they put a score on the night, so I thought it would be definitely more improved than last year.
1: Yeah, I definitely felt the same. Now, mate, the GOAT, the fake GOAT, Cameron Smith. Is he going to be back? Like, have you got any mail? Has he, he has he talked to anyone? Like, what's your thoughts,
0: mate? My um, good mate, Anthony Mitchell, his old man's the CEO at the Titans, and um, I've been trying to get information out, information out of him for a while, and I don't know if he's just telling the talkies or <laughs> he's um, actually doesn't know. Like, he, like Cam must be running a tight ship because there's nothing that's gotten out, and he's obviously intends to play football and. I don't know where that's going to be. It's either Titans or Brisbane, but you know it depends what he wants. I think short term Titans are a better team. I think they're going to obviously be, be a bit more of a threat than Brisbane this year. But um, Brisbane are a football club. Obviously, after football they can um, definitely help you out, and uh, Kim might want to go there and load the pockets up. So it's going to be interesting. Like he's obviously just one of the best play the game and. Wherever he goes, that team's obviously going to get a real boost. But um, he's playing a great straight bat at the moment. And I, I don't know. I really don't know. And we made Ant Mitchell's been zero help.
1: <laughs> Let's see, have you trademarked the goat? Because I think it's, it's
2: time.
0: <laughs> right. I do not want to embarrass myself. There's some actual goats out there. I don't fall in line with that. It's the usual so goat. goat. I Tom like Brady.
1: To call <laughs> Tom Brady, Cam Smith, Jeremy Lattimore, Mate, come on.
0: Yeah, look, unfortunately, I wasn't blessed with talent of them then. But, um, hey, I don't, I don't mind. I embrace the nickname, but I'm um, certainly not the goat in any sense.
1: <laughs> You're a good man. Now, let's see. moving on. Who do you feel is right now your favourite to take out the Dalian? Have a great year, pretty much.
0: Favourite for Dalian? Who got it last year? Uh, Jack Whiten, Whiten, yeah. Whiten, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to just. Off the Rabbitohs on the weekend, I'm going to throw a Smokey out there like a Cody Walker or a Luttrell Mitchell. Ooh, I yeah. do, and obviously, it is hard when you're in them teams that are stacked because you're stealing points off um, each other. But um, That's the I thing, just yeah. feel they're, they're going to. Um, or maybe like a Kalen Ponger. I feel like he's due for a big year. Obviously, he's talented, but I don't feel like he's played like anywhere near his potential that first season which he obviously did produce then and obviously teams game plan and know he's a threat so they try and nullify that but um Honga because he's obviously a superstar in that team and there's not many bugs in that team other than Piercy who sort of get points so he'll be me he'll be me main one but then a few smokies at Rabbitohs if they if one of them can uh uh deal all the points, which I think it's hard when you've got so many talent players there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you who do you feel kind of someone that was kind of on that fringe just about to break out last year, but who do you expect to kind of have a breakout year this
0: year? Uh, player? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd love to say someone at the Dragons, but I, I don't know at the moment. Um, gee, I don't know. Maybe the Roosters. Maybe they... Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. I've given that some thought. It's just there's no one there that's sort of jumping out of me. Lindsay Collins is someone who had a good year last year. I reckon he'll go another level again this year. Mm. He's just a big, strong boy. I saw he got some meat on the weekend, helping out. That that was in the middle, and um, <laughs> yeah, maybe him I'll just going to another level. We'll play a bit of. Um, Brett Footy at the end of the year, which is only going to help his confidence as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Any rookies on the road? I know the Dragons got a couple here that you might be able to give us a couple.
0: Yeah, I love Bud Sullivan. I feel like he, he's someone who, yeah, it's just going to come down to game time and, you know, where that side goes as a team and if they're performing because he's waiting in the wings and he, he's just one of them, you know, Cody Walker, Walker sort of players who are just natural gifted rugby league players and plays what he are. Uh, sort of feels and sees at that moment, which um, as a fan, and I know you can agree with me here, that, that's what you enjoy about watching rugby league. Mm, definitely,
1: mate. Now, final question. Next week, Derby time. Now, I know that you work for the Dragons and loyalties do lie there, but us at the Sharkies, we love you lads. Now, I've just got rumours that it's going to be called the Jerry Animal Cup. How do you feel about this?
0: <laughs> Oi, funny you say that, actually. So we had a Zoom meeting the other day, and um, with all the dragon stuff, we do like a one a month Zoom meeting, and uh, I think the new CEO was trying to get a bit of context on the Monty Porter Cup and whatever. And they, like one of the things they said was, um, you know, he played for both both of the clubs, and I, I've obviously took myself off mute and gone, well, I've actually played for both clubs twice. So if that isn't enough recognition to have the Jeremy ladder, like, even if it's a pre-season cup, just. Give the instant recognition, you know. I battled away for 11 years in the NRL and two stints at the uh, same club. It's a trivia question. I don't know if there's anybody blokes that have done that. Um, get it out there. I'm happy with that. Uh, look, Monty Porter, it's obviously, um, you know, it's a steam cup, but the Jeremy Lattimore, that might just be another one. Right. Another one for the, uh, for the uh, pool room. I
1: love it, mate. Monty who, mate? Monty who? Yeah,
0: get the Jerry Cup out there. Let's go.
1: Well, that's you appreciate you joining me this week, mate. We'll, we'll uh, catch up with you next week for your tips, mate. Looking forward to having you on board too, bud.
0: No worries, mate. Looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, obviously loyal to the Dragons, but I uh, might have to pick with me um, heart and head some weeks. Well, there we go. <laughs>
1: Good stuff, mate. We'll catch up next week.
0: All right. right three legend.
1: All right, guys, much to talk about. Let's start with guns. Andy, you've been chopping it a bit all day. You've been messaging it. <laughs> you've been acting like an absolute goose, but... Junior Polo, is your gun mid? Tell us why.
2: He was already there before I heard the news today. Um, What's yeah, the news, mate? Brad Arthur saying he's going to try and push him for 65-plus minutes. Ooh. That's juicy. Yeah, I know he hasn't had a good uh, – I think he's only played one game over 70, so his PPM dropped. But <laughs> I think with the, with the light, light weight, uh, he, he's been improving each year. Uh, the weight loss, he is going to be an absolute star. So you're basing this on his – Boxing career, yeah. his boxing career, and uh, just Brad Arthur's like pushing him for minutes. Like, I just see, I just see stars also having my draft team, so that is very, very lovely. I was, I had it when I read the news, my smile was from ear to ear, it was lovely. So,
1: in your defense, a few of my picks tonight is because they're in my draft team, <laughs> <laughs> so I've made up, no, I haven't made up, but I've actually. I don't know. What is it about them being in your draft team? Do they get more valuable, boys? I think you just want them to be better, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but, any any thoughts on Paula? You've had him for a couple of years now.
3: Yeah, I had him last year. He was good. I remember coming into, pre- or coming into season in the preseason period, and they were talking up his minutes were going to increase <laughs> and he's going to dominate Origin and all this and that. And it, they went, what did you say, Andy? They went up three minutes. And I was 3.5 yeah,
2: average. Oh Look, he did, yeah. play, he did put out 71 minutes in the trial. Uh, he's only played that once in his time, and he only got four, uh, 46 fantasy points that was in 2017. An unfit, unmotivated Paulo. <laughs> now we've got a bloody giant boxing, just fantasy beast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Corby, can you save the podcast by telling us a little bit on Angus Crudden?
3: Yeah, well, this hurts me a little bit because I did want this guy, but with all the, the big guns sort of falling down, McInnes going um and then has being out for the first few rounds yeah uh you picked him up just before me and then watching him i mean he was he was penciled in with the jewel and just uh the back end of 2020 but mate he's in that trial the other day and again i'm not sure how accurate these stats are but we've actually had a couple of listeners sort of watch the games and say that yeah they're pretty spot on he had 86 for how long was he on the paddock for Oh, a long time about
1: 65 i reckon
3: i'd still take that 86 (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there was no try or anything was there it was just all
1: no there was one try but he got one One try try, disallowed as well yeah so but it was a try for your life he could have scored 120 on the trial
3: yeah he was good the 62 average he'll smash that out of the park i'm thinking he'll be up around the 70 by the end of the year he looked Really good, and I think he's going to be that focus point of their attack as well. I think he'll get plenty of ball. Yeah, I agree.
2: I think. Uh, Sorry. Also, with Kiri swapping to the right side, so it'd be in the opposite side to Crichton. So, Crichton's going to have Lamb as a playmaker, and mm-hmm. Kiri coming back and going to the left side as well. So he's going to have the double playmaking sort yeah, of stats. So plenty just, of early ball. Yeah, he's going to be amazing. What I'm a like.
1: pickup! <laughs> but guys, the guy that I like now—I got two, but I want to go with the first one, Joseph Tarpany. He was ultra impressive in that trial. The big thing for me is he only came late into a starting position last year, and it was only around sixteen that he actually cracked it at lock. Played eight games at lock last year, and he averaged fifty nine of fifty six minutes. His PPM is huge when he starts. He's got a high in terms of a ceiling. He's got a high score of eighty six in the two semi finals. He had two games over 80, I think it was. And, yeah, I I just think he's going to be the next beast. They really do need a bit of X-Factor now Bateman's gone. But he's got that late footwork. He's got an offload. And he's under the radar. 2.5% ownership. He's at 653K. But, yeah, I'm locking him in even before the next guy I'll mention. But Tarpany is my number one
2: pick, boys. Any thoughts? Yeah, he's been the X-Factor for a while, hasn't he? But it sort of hasn't been consistent. I think this could be his year to just sort uh, of make that team his own.
1: I've, I've taken him in the camp. He's, he's ready to go, boys.
3: But straight up the coughs. yeah,
1: straight up there. <laughs> but boys, let's move on to our second picks now. Corbs, we'll start with you. You're still a keen keen buyer of Payne Haas.
3: Yeah, well, originally everyone was off him when the Kevy came out and said quite vocally that Carrigan and Haas were going to lose their minutes. But diving in, he because he scored at such a high um, average last year, when he uh, played over 50 minutes and under 70, so that's having that good little break, mm. uh, he still had an average of uh, it's sort of going on that 60 minutes. He still scored an average of 67, yep. which still sits him in third spot in that mid um, position. So although you probably don't want to get him early on, um, I think that he's still going to be a big part of your team if you want to get that overall or head to head towards the end of the year. The draft was a tricky one because you don't really, yeah, it's it's a hard one. You, if you're a late pick in the draft, you'd be laughing, sort of, because after a few rounds, he's going to still score those big points. Mm. But um, there was a couple of other big heavy hitters in the in the Crichton and the and the Cleary, the Cook that I think you would go before him. But I think he's still relevant. He's not going to be as good, but those reduced minutes could give him a bit more um, impact and power for explosive
1: attacking stats. I actually had him in my avoids only because, like, he's just hitting my red flags with injury, suspension, and then the minutes thing. But I do take your point, Corbs, about I think if his minutes drop, especially, and he's scoring less early on, that price might come back to an acceptable level. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then maybe after Origin, he might be at a level where he then – they might need him after Origin to play bigger mints, especially if they're pushing for a final spot.
2: Well, they might need to change their routine. Maybe Kevy's like, we need this bloke on the field more.
1: Yeah. So maybe early on, maybe him hitting less minutes and less points is good for everyone, and he gets back to a level that everyone can afford, and then maybe back into the season. They yeah, I agree. They use him more. Oh, yeah. boys, how good are we going? <laughs> Moving on now, Andy, you're going to stick with Parramatta, Nathan Brown. So hold, hold on one second, I'll tell you his little price. Have you got the price there, Andy? I he think is,
0: yeah,
2: 734K. A, what's his ownership at the moment? Uh, I don't have his ownership one here.
0: I'll it's
1: find true. that out while you spit it away.
2: So with Brown, the only issue is um, hearing today with the extended minutes from Junior Paula if it does happen, is they have to come from somewhere. Um, could be a loss. My guess is RCG. I don't think he has a punch, but it could Come at a cost with Brown as well. Um, look, he, Brown has been introduced as the captain as well as, for Parramatta, so he might step up in that re, in that regard. Yep. Um, yeah. Was he captain? I was, did you say? I think he was. Uh, I think he was leading captain. Or he, where am I seeing that?
1: Did you just make that up?
2: Maybe I made. Maybe, maybe in my team, in that. Uh, I do recall <laughs> him saying somewhere he wanted to be a leadership role and have him on the team on the field more. But maybe Paulo's took that role now. Or I'm just reading the same article and,
1: <laughs> and This app is around. crazy. He's telling me Nathan Brown is also owned by 98%. Everyone's
2: owned nah, by 98%. I think, I think it's 4.58%. Okay. So Not not too much. It's 6.6. Six, oh, sorry, that's no, that's all those. I'm a shocker. Barry Crocker today.
0: Mm.
1: Hey, boys, while I've got you, I've just got a little message from someone that said, Dalfanukin is has torn his calf out for six weeks.
2: Wow. Does that put... Who, puts, who goes lock there, especially well, if they lost
1: Tina? I think that's going to, obviously, something that me and Corb have been working on with one of our picks coming up, I think that's going to make a pretty big.
3: Mm, that's juicy for me.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, you never want to hear someone gets
1: injured. That sucks.
2: Is that putting uh, Nelson or?
1: I think, I think Welch, who started at lock. Yeah, we'll touch on him in a second. But, boys, my last pick was Takiaho. Really impressed with what he did over on, on Saturday in the trial as well. He's going to be goal kicking his first string and then Teddy second string. But I think he'll be looking at that 55, 60 minutes pushing up there. When he does play 60 minutes, he did it nine times last year and scored quite well. He's well over 60 points. His PPM is still quite good there as well. And like I said, I'm forecasting a big rise. He averaged 50 last year, but with that push in minutes, a little bit more responsibility. And then you add that kind of eight to even potentially 10 points sometimes just with goal kicking. And we could see something huge out of Takiyo. Currently priced at 674K, break even at 50. So a little bit less than the guys like Haas and a few of the others. So a little bit under ownership as well. It's only 7%, but I'm sure that now that everyone knows that he's goal kicking, that's probably going to rise a little bit as we come in towards round one. But for me, I think he's a lock. Him and Tarpany for me, I just want those points. And I think both of them do have kind of that ceiling where I think they can score big as well. So they're my two locks, boys. Any thoughts?
3: Yeah, I just saw the Brown. He's at 2.75%. Okay, thank you. Uh, ownership. Uh, yeah, the, the Tino one, he, he's got a lot of upside with his attacking skills. I think I spoke about this with the Crichton. I think you you can see him getting those high scores with the um, with a few of the second year or the, the year under the belt. um the achievable stats with the tackle breaks and the offloads, which – that's sort of a big part
1: of his game. So
3: yeah, I'm with you on that one.
1: Okay, cool. All right, boys. Moving to mids, and while I gave you that news, I may as well stick with Christian Welsh because during the Storm podcast, I actually put him out as potentially a pot of the year, especially in the front row or middle forward area. Now he comes in at 537k break even at 40. Low ownership still around that 3%, but he's come back well from his ACL injury in 2019. It took him a few rounds, and once he got those settling minutes, round 9 to 20, he averaged 46 from his 51. Three finals games, he averaged 50 in 51 minutes. He's just come off a State of Origin series, and off that news of Fanucan being out for six weeks, you're going to see him push and push. If they weren't thinking he's going to get 50 minutes, they're definitely doing it now, Colby.
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think he'll be in plenty of teams now with that news. You would think he'd be pushing around the 60 minutes now, wouldn't you? I mean, they have got a lot of depth on their bench. You'd think Eisenhuth and Hines will both take it along with um,
1: Kamakamika and nice. uh, Big Nass. Mm. But a bit be of a their... bit of a concern now for Finucane. He's, he's kind of going back-to-back injuries and yeah. calves. I think that's the second calf he's done, which what? isn't great. I
2: think I heard a or the coach saying he wanted either Jesse Bromwich or Finucane on the field at like either – one, either one of them. So yeah. with him gone, well, it's a good Mike. Wacko said minutes.
1: it in the podcast. He can kind of uh, confirmed he's yeah. male. So that's a good one. But boys, moving on, let's stick with you, Andy. Leota. He had a great trial on the weekend.
2: Yeah, i have done a piece earlier, real early in the year, with either him, Leanu, or Matt Ons, to see who get the yeah, best right. yeah, starting yeah. role. But it looks like it. Leota's won the race. So he had, Early on, he had that photo of Snapchat where he was wearing the number yeah. eight in the. Uh, in the NRL photos, but yeah, he started on the weekend. Um, I think he hit out 40 minutes, yeah, it, so, was,
1: it was around 40 45 minutes. It was an impressive stint, too.
2: He did well. Well, he's got to, if he's PPM, he if he maintains a PPM of 9, 0.98, it's almost one. He's if he pushes 45 minutes, it's 40 plus. So, there's definitely points to be made last like to, this year. Mm. And round the an interesting stat round three last year 56 fantasy points in 35 minutes, no try, yeah. no try assist. That's pure base stats. That's that's looking juicy if he can sort of get to those levels again. 1.6 yeah. points per minute in that game.
1: Yeah, I guess getting that starting nod, nod too, like a little bit more confidence. Like he's, he's due, he's kind of at that five, six-year mark in his career peak time. So
2: Time now gone as well, so minutes have to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, I totally. I like that one, mate. Now, Corbs, a little bit of news today from uh, Trent Robinson that Radley will be probably back in round two, but everyone knows how valuable he is to that team but you you're a big one for, for Victor Bradley and just before I get you on five hundred and twenty four k break even of just thirty nine and just under three percent ownership so pretty pretty good value there mate
3: yeah this one I sort of sound like a bit of a broken record but he's a bit in the the Hass category here where he's not going to be rushed back in he's he's going to miss the first one maybe two rounds but i think that could be a win for those at home because if you you let him get back into his smaller minutes and his price go down. I think he will eventually build himself back up to that um, around that sixty minutes. I think he was a massive piece of their puzzle that they mm. missed last year. Definitely, he's uh, three games at sixty plus minutes in twenty twenty. He had a sixty two average. Wow, he's just got a massive motor on him, and he just keeps going. So that is a it's a it's a good thing that he's coming back, and he's going to be eased back in because he's another one that you hopefully. You can upgrade for a, a smart choice of a cheapie and get him at a good price for him, him to go gangbusters later on.
2: Did you say he played... Uh, how long did he play? Does he play 80 minutes or he sort of uh, varies?
3: Nah, they were just 360 plus. I think there was like 63. I'd have to go back and have a look, but he didn't play 80 minutes.
2: Veros might come in and give him the spell or something.
3: Well, he was playing a lot through the middle there, so he would... Either Liu or I'm not sure who else would come on through the middle, but, yeah, he wasn't playing at hooker, I don't think. Oh, At times he did, but.
1: All right, boys, the other one that we have a look at is myself, and that's Tino And 574K, break-even at 43. Pretty much everyone's got him now at 35%, but I think you just don't want to get left behind with this guy because he did start on the weekend at 13. They look like they have created a role for Peachy as kind of a second middle with him, and then also him coming on as a late hooker as well. So they could both be in there at the same time. But having a look at that performance from the weekend, like him and Fafita, they're just that one-two punch, mate. And that try that he scored was off the back of a huge run from Fafita. I see this continuing, and his work rate last week was impressive. Forget the try. His actual work rate up the middle, I I was really, really impressed. I see this guy continuing at that 50 minutes, and off that work route I see last week, he's going to score a try every one or three, maybe one to three games. So that's going to obviously boost up his average. But I can still see him scoring a forty-five, fifty every week as well. So I'm well behind Tina. He's my man.
2: I've had him in and out of my team about fifty times. <laughs> he well, was out, and then hearing, like watching that trial game and him at lock. He's back in again.
1: He's got that awkward price, doesn't he, Andy? Like- yeah,
2: it's that's what that's the, they're just flirting with. Who we go him or? We pick up a. Um,
1: it would be way option. better if it'd be six fifty or five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's either a yes or a no. just does not work in my caps. You know how many times I've been two dollars short of like two thousand dollars, <laughs> like short on things because of this guy.
2: Well, he's in now, so you'd be two dollars short again.
1: <laughs> two dollars, mate. Two dollars. But we're going alright here, boys. We're giving some good tips out here.
2: Hopefully,
3: Let's Tino's, Tino's. What's his break even? Tino forty three. Re- forty three. Yeah. Yeah, he, it's he's even one the I've flirted same.
2: with. Sorry, mate.
3: Yeah, he's one I've flirted with, but I've still not sold on him yet either.
1: Oh, well, you're going to be left behind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to cheapies, boys, and we'll start with you. Uh, actually, Corby, you go start with your love interest, Stefano.
3: Yeah, I, I've talked about this guy way too much in the preseason. But I was just getting uh, all the head noise from outside, Um it just all yeah, got caught up in it. and He has been good in his couple of trials. Uh, the first trial that was played last weekend, I think he scored, or he got made 27 tackles or something, no misses. So I was pretty um, lippy about that one. He's got a big engine, does the job. And then when he played the other day in the trial against the Eagles, he had pretty good stats. I, think I only had him on there for about 30 minutes or so. And he had the 23, didn't do anything overly exciting. So he still ticks away at those points. And yeah, it, it, last year, his points per minute were 1.2 in his two scoring games. So if he can get around that 40 points, uh, 30, 35 minutes, he'll get that 40 points, which I think is very doable, yeah. especially if they carry the two hookers.
1: I agree. So, I like, yeah. what, I, like what, I just was surprised he didn't get as many minutes on on Sunday, but that could mean anything. That could be working him up. So. It
2: also could mean they were having a field day against Manly. This is like, this is not risk the injury or it could be many things.
1: Yeah. So hopefully he does get 30 minutes because he does look like a bit of a destruction machine. But Andy, moving on to you, what's Connor Watson? So Connor Watson, Connor comes into that dual price. He's very cheap at the moment. I don't know why I haven't written this down. Have you got the price
2: there? Yeah, 323k. Yeah. What's his break even? Twenty four is so low for a starting lock who could push sixty minutes. Yeah, so it's. I know you're off him, or he might he might be too small to play that, in that position. But like, it's worth it. It's worth a shot. Like, how do you not take a pun on him? If if oh, you got
1: to take a pun and have a look, I, I
2: feel like his his ownership should be through the roof. <laughs>
1: I just think he comes with kind of asterisks that everyone shouldn't like think. I think people think he's going to score 50.
2: Well, he's done it there in the past or last couple of seasons where he's chopped and changed positions. Yeah. Now they, they say that you might have this lock. He never locked in, but for 323k, you can't not have him in your team.
1: Yeah, I think they're rushing him a little bit back. I would have been, t- I think, and I don't think they've got a choice because Fitzgibbon's out and they don't have much edge sort of depth.
2: Well, if he plays well and Fitz comes back and he's back from injury. I don't know, Fitzy. He might start to start on the bench. Like if if Barnard kills on the, on the edge, and Watson plays all right over a lock, then you can't put you can't change that. Make up. I, I guess. I
1: still think he's just too small, and he has to come off the bench. He didn't get bashed in the early games.
2: That's if they can catch him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he got bashed on the weekend. Like He was the he, guy that let him down. That's why Melbourne took, got he straight did get, on top. He did
2: look gassed, but like you said, they were already steamrolling him. So you're, not, you're going to be I mean, offending that That's much. I mean? Why put a little
1: guy in early? Put him in at 30 and let him play the game out. That's yeah. still 50 minutes.
2: Well, if he, As long as he scores 45 points for me minimum, and I'm happy.
1: Yeah. Actually, a little bit of breaking news, Josh. One of One of my sources have just revealed South Sydney are going to go with Host on the left edge and have put Keon on on the bench for round one.
2: Mm. All right, eh? Do you think host gets eighty?
1: Well, probably not eighty, but they did have a trend. All of his edge Bennett's edge forwards always average seventy minutes. Doesn't not matter who it is.
2: Right, that's pretty decent minutes for host. Mm. He did run the most amount of metres in that game.
1: Yeah, so I think we'll talk about it because this one's going to come out after Edges, so we'll probably bring this out on Edges as well. But we'll keep moving on because the guy I'm looking at is Matt Lodge, and he's coming back obviously from his partial ACL tear last year, but 390K, break everyone of 29. Ownership of only 3.9%, but just with Lodge, I just see him, especially with Harsie out early, he has to be the top dog of that lineup. So he's comes straight. He's two trials. He looks mighty fit. Him and him and Pengai Jr. have been combining very, very well in the middle there. So actually, his ownership's gone up a little bit. Sorry, I've just got a little bit of adjustment. 6.9. But he's got a career PPM of 0.85. 2019 was his best season. 50 average of 56 minutes. And that's when he was a dominant forward. And I think for him to be classified as dominant forward, he needs to be playing that kind of 55-minute mark. And that sort of PPM... At a break even at 29, I think it's silly not to own him, especially early on. I think he's got something to prove this year. And even though the, the rules do, do kind of suit little people more, I think there's still room for one big guy in that sort of edge. And he's an alpha dog, and I reckon he's going to have a huge season this year. Gut feel.
2: <laughs> well, especially with Flegler out, he's got no other one pushing for his spot, I guess.
1: Actually, Flegler's okay.
2: Oh, is, they is he not they, back they cleared him this morning. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: Which was because yesterday they were thinking that he might have needed reconstruction again. But he's not. No, nah, he's he's been he's cleared, which is good because he's had such bad luck. In-
2: yeah, and he's starting to actually hit some form. Yeah, agree. But moving on, next guy,
1: you don't have a second one, Corbs. The guy, guy you're looking at, Andy, is Leeson Armour?
2: Yeah, so it's an interesting one. Like in, hang on, 360k,
1: 27 break even, two percent ownership.
2: Yeah, so look, in 2019, he was an average 45 fantasy point player. Um, that's around the 600K mark. So he's only 360K. If he can start hitting those numbers again, he was a gun. He was a gun player at Dragons. He, he, he can do it again. I think if he gets over his pec injury, but the only issue would be the rotation of the forwards with the Warriors. I've got yeah. Kane Evans, um, obviously Ben Murdoch, Masila to come in, yep. AFB. Uh, so it's a risky one. Um but uh, if you're looking for someone who he might play, let's, team this Tuesday will we'll tell if he starts. If he starts in the in the uh, in the thirteen, mm. definitely pick him up. But on the bench is maybe a bit of a risk.
1: Yeah, put him in the little black book because he did have one good season at, at Dragons before he came over, so could be a little bit of value. But let's move on, boy. Actually, I got one more. Sorry, Poasa. So far more silly from St George. He actually he started last week, which was actually a prop. Instead of the 13, I thought me and Corbis were actually talking quite a bit. We thought he was going to start in the 13, but he scored an 18 from his 24 minutes before his HIA, but just see a little bit, just a little bit X-factor, especially defensive-wise. He had a good little loan spell with the Warriors last year. Round six, he played 50 minutes for 43, and then also round seven, 42 minutes for a 34. So that's two good teams, probably the two best teams in the comp. Defensive-minded, as I said, but I think he does suit it. He has lost a little bit of weight, which was surprising as well, but at his break even of 22 and a less than 2% ownership, 293k, very nicely priced to maybe slip him maybe as your last interchange guy or maybe an emergency, especially if he's starting. I would put him straight in there. But moving on, boys, to our voids, Corbs, let's we'll start with you. Why don't we start with Aiden Tolman? Yeah, Tolman
3: was absolutely a weapon at the doggies, getting massive minutes, but I think he's 51 average for 57 minutes, which is huge, but he's priced at 725K. And I just think that's way too much because he's not going to see anywhere near those minutes at the Sharkies. Like, you look at some of the forwards he's going to be battling with, Woods, up, Hemmanuelle, talico on his back. You've got Rudolph, Hunt, Jack Williams. <laughs> that like goes <laughs> on. That's huge. Like That's big mid-pack, isn't it? And – I think, yeah, he, he will make the team, uh, but I just don't think he will get around those minutes. And the doggies were that um, just grunt pack, weren't they? Just It was all through the middle. It was just, I don't know, it didn't work. But I don't know, the Sharkies play a bit differently, so he might not be used as much as he was at the dogs as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think he's way too overpriced for that and I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Yeah,
1: fair call. Yeah, great. Corpse, stay with you. Pat Carrigan, you're off him.
3: Yeah, he was he was my man for a year.
1: That was one of just, the great pickups from that last draft.
3: Yeah, and the big thing was there was an eighty-minute uh, mid. I mean, they're very rare these days. I think he well, he's been told again that he's going to lose those minutes. And when he had that average of around sixty, he went to the uh, sixty minutes. He had the average of fifty-five, which bumps him down to around that eighteenth, nineteenth mid. Mm. and like on par with Jake Jebojevic who is 61k cheaper so I, I don't think he's going to he's overpriced for one and if you were to pick him up you would have to wait till he comes down in the price that he's actually um properly valued at for his reduced minutes yeah, but yeah he, i think most people are off him as well um just because of all that talk uh, talk with uh, reduced minutes, but well, yeah, he um, might
1: even see the bench for this. Like once Haas is back, you know, we just talked about Connor Watson probably maybe being better on the bench. I think the same thing as the Broncos. I think the big boppers Lodge Haas and TPJ are better starters, and then he can come through maybe middle, and then you don't have to replace him again.
3: Well, Ricky and Glenn, you would think if Ricky. Sort of comes out firing, which you hope he does, <laughs> then there's, there's they're not going to get rid of Glenn. There's their edges That's their and, captain, and right? T- yeah. TPJ at 13. Yeah. He, he very likely could be at 13, and then he's a definite steer.
1: Mm, steer interesting. All right, Andy, mate, you, you're very controversial against your own team. You've picked up Paulo and Brown, but you're punting RCG.
2: Yeah. I think just it, it confirms it today. Look, with, uh, Kibo was very, very uh, happy about Papali'i coming to the team, yeah. and you can just see that try. He was in everything, running balls, making tackles. So he has to make the team some, somehow, and I just see him uh, RCG losing the minutes there. Yeah. Uh, last five average, last game five average was thirty nine fantasy points last year. So who
1: got, Someone got injured early in the season, right? Was it Brownie? Nathan Brown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nathan Brown. Because that's where he got inflated minutes from. Yeah, he, he
2: played eighty one one time we, yeah. and he scored that long-range try and stepped the fullback. That's back. right. But, yeah, I, I just don't see him as value, uh, especially 47 fantasy points. It's break-even of 47. That's, that's big. If he's hitting 39, it's eight difference he has to make up from the start of last year. And yeah. especially with the talk of Paulo increased minutes um, – with No Put a muzzle on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna put the mock no, on him. No, 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 no,
3: no. Why did he why is he saying RCG to
2: avoid?
1: Because he's not in his draft.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and my brother Adam's got him in his team, so yeah, yeah. Suck that.
1: Fair <laughs> call. Cool. right, I'll end things, boys. And the guy I'm avoid is Josh Maguire. He comes in really pricey at seven hundred and two K, break even at fifty two, but just the way Peyton's saying that they he wants them to play. It just doesn't suit. Like, he's talking about this fast style, little guys in the <laughs> middle. Love. This guy, mate, he'd be bust. He would do a 25-second, 100-meter sprint, I reckon. Like, he, he's a defensive sort of juggernaut. You think – and he brought Cotter in last week and put him in with Jonathan – no, I'm trying to – to start at, at prop, I think this will happen more and more during the season. Like
2: Even with um, how well Francis Moller was running. Well, that's the thing. Like, he's, he's more he, explosive, isn't he? Oh, so, he looked damaging. So, look, yeah, Josh McGuire could be – He could
1: be sharing a role with Jordan McLean, just one of them coming in off the bench each time. I don't like think you, you can said, carry that, both, can like you? Like you
2: said, that one forward on the bench is a strong hard forward and the other one a yeah. fast one.
1: So. And McGuire kind of needed those big minutes to get big scores because he accumulates because he has a lot of penalties in him, misses a lot of tackles but makes a lot of tackles. So there's the merit points, mate. He's really he's lost his license a hundred times.
2: He's got a couple of envelopes in the mail. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but good show tonight, boys. That was a cracker. And uh, this is what we're going to release this on Saturday. So the next one will be our last show before the season starts. And that will be our season predictors. So on this show, we're going to be having Denon Kemp from Bloke in the Bar. We're going to be having our picks as well as rugby league guru. That's Nathan and also Dean from NRL Roast. So a few of the boys in our circle, so it will be great to have them on and projecting a few things for 2021.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: But boys, good work on the mids, and uh, I'll see you on the projection, boys. You see stay cla-
2: You stay classy.